0: Welcome. You're about to listen to a teaching of the Foursquare Gospel Church, VGC District. At Foursquare, we believe in the transformation of communities through the multiplication of disciples, leaders, churches, and movements. May your hearts be blessed and transformed as you listen. I want to welcome us. To this worship service, the first in the month of May. Whether you are online or on site, I would like to welcome us specially to this month. This is a special month for the Foursquare Gospel Church in Nigeria. It's special because it is the family month of the Foursquare Gospel Church in Nigeria. I would like us to pray. Dear Father, we thank you for the opportunity of this morning. We thank you, Lord God of heaven, for bringing us together. Some of us are here physically. Some are connecting online. We thank you for the privilege to worship. To worship you, the almighty God. We adore you. We magnify your name. Lord God of heaven, we do pray for the time that we have here, this moment, particularly this moment, that your Holy Spirit, who inspired the writing of your word, will help us as we speak it out this morning. And we pray, Lord God of heaven, that each of us, Lord God, will hear you specifically speaking to us. Thank you, dear Lord, because we know you will do it, because we prayed in Jesus' name. The theme of our family month is what? God centered family. The text is taken from Joshua 24, verse 15. I would like to read from Joshua 24. That's what we'll be considering. And I will be reading Joshua 24, from verse 14 to 22. Joshua 24, from verse 14 to 22. I will read the NIV version, the New International Version. And most of the quotations I will read from the Bible will be from the the New International Version, please. I'll start from verse 14 of Joshua 24. Now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness, Throw away the gods your ancestors worshipped beyond the Ephraim river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your ancestors served beyond the Ephraim or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me, And my household, we will serve the Lord. Verse 16. Then the people answered, Far be it from us to forsake the Lord to serve other gods. It was the Lord our God himself who brought us and our parents up out of Egypt from that land of slavery and performed those great signs before our eyes. He protected us on our entire journey and among all the nations through which we traveled. And the Lord drove out before us all the nations, including the Amorites who lived in the land. We too will serve the Lord because he is our God. Joshua said to them, You are not able to serve the Lord, he is holy. He is a holy God. He is a jealous God. He will not forgive your rebellion and your sins. If you forsake the Lord and serve foreign gods, he will turn and bring disaster on you and make an end of you after he has been good to you. Verse 21. But the people said to Joshua, No, we will serve the Lord. You will remember that Joshua was the one who succeeded Moses and who successfully led the Israelites into the promised land. Now at this time, he was an old man and he had something very, very important to tell the people of Israel before his death. What do you think he wanted to tell them? Now, if you read chapters 23 and 24 of Joshua, you will know that which Joshua continued to repeat and repeat and repeat so that it will enter their ears. In summary, Joshua told them that having experienced God's greatness and God's goodness, having experienced the power and the love of God, the most reasonable and desirable thing for them to do was to serve God. And he warned them that failure to serve God faithfully and wholeheartedly had great, grave consequences. In Joshua 24 verse 15, which is a theme verse, he said to them, "You know what? Whatever you choose to do is your choice." Following God is a choice, but as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. That was his declaration. And I'm asking the men in the house, who is going to step out now and declare like Joshua? Hey, people of God, I don't know. You can waver, you can do whatever you want to do. As for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. I want us to ask ourselves. But it's not only for men in the house. It's for women as well. It's for young people as well. Because God-centered family, the theme, has something for every one of us. How do you make God the center the focal point or the hub of your family and the hub of your own life. So put it in another way. How do we align our life and our family to God? The center or the hub? So the focus today is about God who is the center. That is the topic. God the center. We focus on God. I will share just four points with you. The first is to recognize God as the center. If you want to align your life and your family to God, recognize Him as the center. The Bible is the story of God's greatness and God's goodness. His amazing power and love which is displayed in creation, in providence, and in redemption. It's a story of how the almighty, powerful God who is capable of doing anything, who created the entire world, went after human beings like you and me to save us. To save us. That is the story of the Bible. God is too much for our finite minds to comprehend. In Romans chapter 11, 33 and 36, I, re- I say this. Oh, the depth of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How insatiable his judgments and his paths beyond tracing. For from him and through him and for him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. Amen. That's our God. God. That is at the center. God, that is at the center, is so. It's too much for us to be able to comprehend Him with our finite, with our finite minds. But there's a lot revealed in the Scripture for us to be able to recognize Him. And if we recognize Him, what do we do? The appropriate response to the truth about God is what. What do we think? What's the response? Eh? Worship. Worship. When we recognize him truly as God, the appropriate response is worship. And that's why the Psalms, full of worship, all about worship of God. Psalm 95, for instance, from verse 3 to 7. Psalm 95 verse 3 to 7. I just picked one. I mean, there are so many psalms, and it's all about worship. For the Lord is the great God, the great King above all gods. In his hand are the depths of the earth, and the mountain peaks belong to him. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. Come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord our maker. For he is our God and we are the people of his pastor. The flock under his care. The appropriate response is to recognize him and worship him. Joshua reminded the Israelites that God showed his power and love for them. He redeemed them from slavery in Egypt. He protected them and provided for them through the 40-year wilderness journey. He defeated their enemies and finally settled them in the Promised Land. Small group of people. That was God's power and God's love to the Israelites. He narrated all of this in chapters 24 and 25 the people themselves recognized it, remembered it, and actually said it. Listen to them. Verse 17 and 18. Verses 17 and 18 of the passage you just read. He said, it was the Lord, our God himself who brought us and our parents up out of Egypt from the land of slavery and performed those great signs before our eyes. He protected us on our entire journey and among all the nations through which we traveled, and the Lord drove out all drove before us all the nations, including the Amorites who lived in the land, we too will serve the Lord because He is our God. They recognized that they knew that, but what did they do? That was the question. The New Testament for us, the New covenant is the narration of how this awesome God visited us in the person of Jesus Christ in power and in love to rescue us from the stranglehold of sin and Satan and to reconcile us to God himself. The Bible tells us in Romans 5, verses 7 and 8, very rarely will anyone Die for a righteous person. Though for a good person, someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his love for us in this. While we are still sinners, Christ died for us. That is God, our God. That's how he demonstrated his love. And if you are in doubt about who Jesus is, listen to what Paul told us in Colossians 1, 15 to 20. Jesus Christ, in Colossians 5, 15 to 20, says Jesus Christ is a son. The son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, the supremacy, in everything he might be the center. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Truly, truly, if you have a beat of understanding about this God. If you recognize Him, you will bow down in worship, and that joyfully. You don't need any pro- any prodding, and it's important for us to realize it. Some people cannot understand, cannot comprehend this, and they struggle. I remember. A, a, a village point in my a point in my village where they drink brukutu brukutu is a local brew local uh, alcohol they drink in my place. And two two adults started fighting. How did it start? One of them told the other or said in the group he didn't particularly focus on him. That his son came back from school and told him that the sun is bigger than the earth, and his, and the, the, one of his friends answered him, "Are you crazy? You mean you believe that from your son? If he's stupid to believe that the earth, the sun is bigger than the earth, you you believe it? Are you stupid?" And the man said, You called me stupid. And before long, it ended in a fight. Of course, they were a little drunk. But the point is can you imagine that a sun is bigger than the earth? Of course. There will be up to about a hundred plus earths to make one sun. Right? Okay? And there are how many billions of the type of sun? The sun is just one star, and there are many billions. And we are talking about that creator. Won't you worship him? If you want to revolve your family around this God as the center, you need to resolve to enthrow him as the center. Joshua asked the Israelites to serve God wholeheartedly because he was powerful and loving because that was a desirable thing to do. But he told them, if they didn't want to do it, he will do it himself. But the people said, no, 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 no. we like to do it. We like to do it. No, we worship God. He's our God. He said, no, 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 you can't. Talk is cheap. That's what he told them. Talk is cheap. If you want to serve God beyond mouthing it in words, he said, resolve to give your heart completely to God and throw away the man-made, and Satan endorsed wicked gods that your ancestors served in all before Abraham was called, and the ones that they served in Egypt, and the one your contemporary gods now that you have in the land of the Amorites, which they were serving before you came, the contemporary gods. Jesus himself said to us, no one can serve two masters. It is not about mouthing it which gods do you need to throw away in your life to be able to serve God properly? In other words, what is keeping you from a wholehearted devotion to God? Whatever that is, whatever that is, whatever the name of it, and no matter how legitimate and how good it is, whatever keeps you from a wholehearted devotion to God is a God you have to throw away to be able to serve the true God. You have to resolve to make the word of God the reference point in everything and live by it. Today, everything is being redefined. Marriage, family, sex, gender, whatever. But if you want to put God at the center, resolve that the word of God is your reference point, not culture, not modernistic and humanistic philosophy, not anything. The word of God is your reference point. Resolve to live out your family roles and responsibility by faith in Christ. I have been crucified with Christ. Paul says in Galatians 2.20, It is no longer I who lives, But Christ who lives in me, I still live in the flesh. The life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave his life for me. We have no excuse. We have to live out our responsibility not in response to what your husband or your wife is doing. Not in response to how your children are responding to you or reacting to you. but from the flow of the life of God in you if you are a believer and a follower of Jesus. Resolve like Joshua to pass on the heritage of godliness to your children. It's important. As the psalmist said in Psalm 78 1-7, which in summary, I will not be able to read it, says, I will pass on that which I received to my children from generation to generation. That is a resolution of someone who wants to make God the center of his or her family life. Resolve to revolve around God as the center. So That's the third point. Recognize God as the center, um, then resolve to have God as the center, to throw him at the center, then revolve around God as the center. In the eight verses that we read, in Joshua chapter 24, the word serve, or serving, appears 11 times. Some versions have the word worship in the place of the word serve. Then if you read Joshua 23, 6-11, there are so a lot of mention about being careful to obey God, hold fast to God, be careful to love the Lord, and so on and so forth. To serve God is to live in reverent and loving obedience to God as the center. Your life should revolve around God as the earth revolves around the sun. For in him... We live and move and have our being. That's what Apostle Paul tells us in Acts chapter seventeen verse twenty eight. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus himself said it in John fourteen six. He is one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. Ephesians four six. Let your life and family life revolve around him in his word, not human wisdom, around his word. Hold fast to God in prayer, no matter the situation. Delight yourself in him. Bring your family to revolve around God through family devotions, through family studies, through one-on-one time with your children, with your spouse, and so on to bring encouragement, to bring help so that people will, you know, follow him. Overflow with the life of God to your family, irrespective of your status. Whoever you are, you can overflow, whether you are a child or you are a parent, you can overflow with the family, with the life of God to your family. Because Jesus said, whoever believes in him will come rivers of living water and that can flow from within you. Serve difficult family members with the strength of Christ because he empowers you to do it. You can make your family members even those who don't believe in God come and be in God through prayer. You can make them revolve around God. God they may not know, they may, be, they may not believe in God, they may not care, but through traveling prayer, you can make them. You can make them to revolve around God. Bring them to God. Bring them to God every day. I know today of women who are traveling moms. They call themselves traveling moms And they spend hours at the time that everyone will want to rest from the day's work. Praying for their children to know God. Those who are struggling in their faith. Where are the men? Where are the traveling men? When will we step out? When? Rely completely on God the center very important and i ask us if our children we are to look at what is important to us what we value by the way we price things and the attention we give to things and the time we spend with things and the resources we invest in things what will they say is the center of our life and the center of our family life? That's the question I believe we should ask ourselves. But fourth and last, rely completely on God, the center. Joshua said to the people, you are not able to serve the Lord. Though. You are not to. He is a holy God. He is a jealous God. But brothers and sisters, we have a different grace. The Lord himself, himself, he lives in us through the power of the Holy Spirit. He is in us. He will help us to serve him. That is the difference. We can serve the Lord. Your life and family situations and difficulties may be overwhelming. The battle with sin and Satan in your life and your family may be intense. But you can rely on God's greatness and goodness. And trust him for the situation and circumstances of your life. God is your only sure resting place. He is reliable. Psalm 1830. As for God, his way is perfect. The Lord's word is flawless. He He shields all who take refuge in him. Let's learn to trust in him because he keeps in perfect peace those who trust in him. You can rely on God's resources, his Holy Spirit, his word to help you to fight this battle, to center your life and your family life in God. The all-knowing, all-powerful and all-loving and all-present God knows the situation that you are in. Some of us are scared. This is a complex time for our children. But God knows that this is the time. This is their time. Let's trust God. Trust God and bring them to him. He knows why he has brought them out at this time. Why this is their time. And ask is just to ask for his wisdom to know how to lead them to know how to help them, to know how to direct them at this point in their lives. This is their time. And in conclusion, God the center. This is the place to begin. He is beautiful beyond description. His two marvelous words. But we know him enough that we can begin with him. If you have not begun with him, if your life has not been connected with him yet, if you don't know him, the truth is, you have not begun yet. I can tell you, I can tell you, that whatever you do for and in, our, in, in your marriage and family without God at the center, is fundamentally faulty. There's no value in it. On the long run, ultimately, there's no value in it. I know that the Lord has packaged a lot for us in this season. He has packaged something for us in this month. And today is the beginning of for all of us. Wherever you are, whatever your situation now, you can connect with God. You can decide to say, look, yes, I've recognized him before, but not enough. I want to recognize him more now at the center. Yes, I resolved before, but I am going to be more resolute to be more resolute about him as the center. Yes, my life and my family have been, revolving, have been revolving around him, but now I am deciding that even more so, everyone will know, those who care, I'm declaring that as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. And God is too faithful to fail us when we trust and walk with him he is too faithful to fail us shall we pray just talk to God briefly and if you need anybody talk to you after, either because you don't have a relationship with him yet, not to talk about making him the center of your life, you do it now. You can get up or later see somebody for that. But You can talk to God now to make you do what you need to do in your life today. To make him the center of your life, the center of your family life. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for speaking to us. Holy Spirit, help us to understand. Help us, Lord, to live out the reality of your word so that, Lord, in our life, Jesus will be the center. In our life, what we will see at the center of it will be you and nothing else. Both our family life and our personal life.